as we're standing on the El Tishabov. And we try to remind ourselves of the Chubr, the Besamikdash, which was nearly 2,000 years ago. And we try to awaken in ourselves the feelings that one's meant to have contemplating, experiencing the last of the Besamikdash. And sometimes it's something which is hard for us to feel. We didn't have first-hand experience of having a Besamikdash, of knowing what Klai Yisrael was when the Besamikdash stood. Sure, we can see what Chazal say, what a tremendous difference it made to Jewish life when the Besamikdash was there. What a completely different level Klai Yisrael was on. What the experience of bringing a carbon and the resultant Kedusha that people could achieve, the tire which came from having the Paradoma, the level of Dvekus by standing, davening by the Heichel. Chazal mentioned these things to us. But for us, it's something which is maybe harder for us to relate to. Because we don't have personal experience on that. And therefore, when we come to Tisha B'Av, and people do want to feel the connection to Tisha B'Av, they do want to be moved by the Khurban. They do want to feel themselves aroused by contemplating Goddess. And sometimes people find it hard to do that. Hard to come to a real connection with the concept of Qurban. Hard to be able to honestly connect to a sense of mourning over the Qurban. Even it's admit hard, hard sometimes to shed a real tear of the Rasul Basim English. What can be done about that? And the answer is if you take a marshal from Yom Kippur. If a person would come to Kol Nidre and want to connect to the atmosphere of Yom Kippur, want to do Chiva successfully, he would realize himself that it's very difficult to connect to Yom Kippur in a real way if the person only starts thinking about Yom Kippur when Yom Kippur is already here. If it's only when the Chazan starts intoning the Kol Nidre that a person's mind turns to feelings and thoughts of Chiva, then it's very difficult to experience a real Yom Kippur. But Yom Kippur is not like that. We have Slichas and we have Rosh Hashanah and we have Aserasim and Shiva. And by the time we arrive at Yom Kippur, a person has been focusing on concepts of Yom Kippur for at least two weeks, maybe more. And therefore, it's that much easier for a person to get into the spirits of the day of Yom Kippur, to find a connection to Yom Kippur. And Tisha B'Av is the same. What's meant to be 
is that the concept of Khurban and the feeling for the base of Mingdash isn't something we try to only think about one time a year. If it is the one time of the year only that the memory of the base of Mingdash surfaces in our minds, if we're that distant, then it really is very hard to feel a sense of Qurban, to connect to the concept of the lust. And it's not meant to be like that. Shulchan Aruch says, Simon Aleph right at the beginning, that it's Roy the Chol What's appropriate for every Yereshamayim is to feel the sadness, to feel the lust, which is brought about by the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. And that's on a daily basis. And if a person does feel the connection to the Beis HaMikdash enough, that it's something on his mind every day. It's something that he can think about and feel sadness over on a daily basis. Then when it comes to Tisha B'Av, it won't be hard for him to be able to connect to that concept of the tzar, of the sadness, of the mourning that was meant to feel. famously said in the name of the Chasm Sofa that he was asked that Rachi is a person that's a Yerei is meant to be made Sarvadoyeg meant to feel the sadness meant to feel the lust of the Churm Vesemikdash and what if a person doesn't feel that and the Chasm Sofa answered if a person is so distant that he can't feel sadness of the loss of the Beis HaMikdash. Then it's Rai Shemaitzer V'dayag Al-Khur It's more appropriate that he should be sad, he should be in mourning over the Khurban of himself. He's so detached, he's so far removed, he doesn't even realize what there is to be sad about. And I want to explain with the Masha. A marshal of an orphanage, a place where children who are rendered unto parents are being brought up. And among those who reside in the orphanage are children who never had parents, who were born as orphans. They've been there their whole life. And one day, a new child is brought to the orphanage. A child who had parents, who died tragically and left them alone. And is being brought to a new environment. He's been taken from the home where he used to live and brought to an orphanage. And of course, is inconsolable. The sudden tragic loss of his parents. As a new child is brought to the orphanage, obviously all the other children curiously gather around to see him. And they see he's crying. They see that he won't be calmed. 
And one of the other children says, I don't understand what he's crying about. We never had parents. We're not crying about that. So what's it to cry about so much? And the answer is that those children never knew what it meant to have a parent. They never knew what they lost. They never knew what life was meant to be like. What's a normal family environment? What's a normal connection and relationship between a parent and a child? So yes, they don't feel the pain. But it means there's something so deep which is missing. Whereas the second child, he did know what it meant to have a parent. He did grow up in a normal home environment. Yes, the grief is much more expressed. But that's because he's aware of what he's lost. And it's the same thing by us. If we come to Tisha of equanimity, without a feeling of sadness, without a feeling of loss, then we're likened to the orphan who never had a parent. We don't even know what we're missing. Yes, we might not be crying. We might not be expressing our sadness. But it's so much more tragic. And that's the meaning of the Pasuk in Eichel. Yirmiyahu cries out, Yisoyimim hoyinu ve'ein ov. We were orphans without a father. Why isn't that repetitive? It means the same thing. But the answer is no, it doesn't. There's two points being described. Yisoyimim hoyinu. We were like orphans. But there's one kind of orphan who knows he had a parent. There's one kind of orphan who mourns the loss of a parent. But there's another kind of orphan, which is the Ain of, who never had a parent. And they don't know what they're missing to mourn. If one would feel that today in our generation, we, by necessity, in the second category. In the category of those Jews who never experienced Beis HaMikdash. Never experienced Kedusha. Never felt what it meant to be Tar. Never saw the Avodah. And if that's the case, we unavoidably in the category of the orphan who never had a father. And then how we meant to feel real loss on Teshuvah. And my answer to that is it's not true. It's true we never had the best of English in our personal lives. It's true the Chazal's description of Jewish life which was 
is something which just sounds to us fantastic and unreal. Definitely not something from our own experience. Batra Boisai. It should still touch us on the level where we can feel it. Because aren't we all Jews who are davening three times a day? Aren't we all Jews who are learning Torah? Aren't we all Jews who are relying on Kaddish Baruch to protect us in every situation? And of course we are. And if that's the case, we're relating to Hashem daily. We're davening to Him. We're thanking Him. We're begging Him for whatever we need. We're trying to please Him by doing His mitzvahs. We're trying to connect Him by learning His Torah. And wouldn't it be different if we could feel the two-way relationship? That it's not just our addressing Hashem in Tefillah, but we'd hear Him respond. That it's not our, just from our point of view, our trying to feel that we're doing Ratan Hashem when we come and a mitzvah. But He didn't let us know that. He was pleased with our actions. It's not just our attempting to understand the Torah we're learning. But there'd be so much more siyata dishmaya in being able to understand better, to remember better, more clearly, more deeply. The Vildagon says when we say at the end of Shmanesra every day, Yiratim ilfanech Hashem elekeinu, sheyibane beis amigdash from here of Yameinu v'senchel keinu v'seirasechel. They shall build the beis amigdash speedily in our days and give us a chedek in the Torah, because without the beis amigdash, even a chedek in the Torah is minimal. And if that's the case, shouldn't we also be feeling that there's something so big missing in our lives that we're in Goddess? When there was a base of Mikdash, HaKadosh Baruch responded to people. There was Nebu. When there was a base of Mikdash, there was so much Musiyat and Ishmael. When there was a base of Mikdash, it was clear to us that Karbanas were accepted and Hashem was pleased with us. When there was a base of Mikdash, there was Musiyat and Ishmael in Torah. And when we do daven, and we do learn, and we do do mitzvahs, then that means that there is something live and real about our connection to Hashem. And if we are Yerei Shemayim, that the connection to Hashem is important to us, then naturally we should be made to Vedoig and Korban Beis Naturally we should be feeding the loss of the Beis Amigdash. Because exactly what we're doing would be would have been done so much better. And when one does the mitzvah, intending to do the mitzvah, intending to please Hashem. Oh, if there'd been a base of mikdash, I could have done so much better mitzvah. There's so much missing. And if a person is trying to learn Torah, and he thinks if there'd been a base of mikdash. Then I would understand the sugi properly. I'd be able to answer all my questions. I'd be able to remember what I learned. And if that's the case, we're not in the category of Yusayi who don't know what it means to have had a father. We're not in the category of the Yasin who doesn't cry because he doesn't know what he's missing. Maybe we don't know the full extent of what we're missing. But if we think about it, then we can feel in our own lives how much is missing that we're in Goddess. We can feel in our own lives how much is missing that our Kodesh Baruch is distant from us. 
And if we do think about it on a regular basis. But when it comes to Tisha B'Av, it's not hard to connect to that. It's not hard to give expression to that feeling of what we're missing out on in our lives. But the marshal goes a stage further too. The child who had a father, on the one hand he feels the loss much more strongly. But on the other hand he knows what it means to be a father. And when one day he grows up, and when one day he gets married, he has the picture in his mind of what a father's meant to be. He still remembers his normal Shabbos table. He still remembers a normal Yom Tov. He still has the role model who he intends to emulate as well when he becomes a father. But the second child, the one who never has a father, never had that role model. The whole concept is something foreign to him. The whole concept is something he's going to have to learn without the human example to learn it from. And that's the second point. When we have an idea of what a connection to our Kodesh Baruch is, yes, there's more to be bitsire about, the fact that we're missing it. But on the other hand, we have an idea of what it's meant to be. Chazal Forever mourns Yerushalayim is to see its rebuilding. But Chazal don't say it in the future tense. He will be married. And he will see its rebuilding. Rather, he is, in the say in the present, he is being Zaych and seeing its rebuilding. The fact that a person can mourn at Yerushalayim means that a person has a connection to Yerushalayim. The fact that a person has a connection means he has an idea of what Yerushalayim in its, in its, in its build, stage of being built meant in its glory, in its beauty. And if that's the case, he's Zaych Already now, there's a certain connection to Yerushalayim from the fact that he can mourn over it. Within himself, he's built a connection to Yerushalayim. Tishabov is a day we're meant to feel sad. Tishabov is the day we're meant to feel close. The sadness we're able to feel that shows that we're connected. The sadness, if we're able to express it, shows that we have a concept of what we've lost. If on we can't feel sad, it means that we're disconnected. It means we can't feel close either. The child who cries over his father is a child who's connected to a father. The child who never shed a tear is a child who never knew what a father was.
There's another point I want to add. The Gemara says that when the Goyim came into the Beis HaMikdash at the time of the Churban of the first Beis HaMikdash, so the Aaron HaKodesh, which was built by Moshe Rabbeinu, had already been buried deep underground by King Yeshia, but there were still the two Kruvim that Shlomo made between the Kodesh and Kodeshim. And the Gemara of Abashra says about these two Kruvim, that when Klai Yisrael were Oisim returning Shal Makoim, when Klai Yisrael were doing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, then the two Kruvim faced each other. And when Klai Yisrael were not doing returning Shal Makoim, they faced away from each other. And therefore we had a barometer which we could see clearly about where our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu was holding. And the Gemara says that when the Goyim came into the Beis HaMikdash and they opened the Parechas, they saw the two Kruvim Ba'urim Zebazeh, not just facing each other, but holding each other. And all the Rishonim asked the question. There was no greater time of Ein Oisim Ritenu Shalmakum. There was no greater time of Ein Oisim Ritenu Shalmakum than by the time of the Chorbun. That's why there was a Chorbun. Why then would the Kruvim be holding on to each other? Many answers are given. But I want to answer it with a slide which was brought down from Rechaim Shulevitz on a different question, but the same slide would apply here too. And that is, I'll start with the story. There was a certain lady who was allowed to leave Russia in the years when leaving Russia wasn't an easy thing. She was allowed to leave, her husband was held back. For many, many years they were separated until he was able to leave as well. And what did she remember about her husband throughout the long years of separation? There were many incidents which could have been brought to mind, spanning the amount of time that they had been together, lived as a couple before that. But what remained in her mind, she said, was the way of goodbye when she left. And that's the nature of a person. There are many incidents in a relationship. What remains fixed in one's mind is the final vision of the other person. The last look. HaKadosh Baruch knew we were going into Golos and would be a Golos spanning centuries, spanning millennia. HaKadosh Baruch knew we were going into a period where until Mashiach comes we won't have that same connection that there was in the time of the first verse of English. There won't be Nebu. There won't be a Gilu Yishchina. What does he want Kaisal to remember? The last farewell. The hug goodbye. The last vision we should have of the Kruvim. The last representation there was which made clear to us in a physical sense our relationship with Hashem should be one which reminds us of Hashem's love for us. Should be one which reminds us of our connection. Hashem didn't want the last look 
to be one of separation. To be one of his display of his anger. That's not the way we meant to remember. There was anger. That's why there was a khurban. But our last memory was one of Hashem's love. We saw the Kruvim as they were carted away into Golas. Holding on to each other. The farewell wave. The last look we had was of Hashem's closeness to Kaisra. And that's what we meant to remember. Yes, there's lots to cry about the Tzaras that Kaisra have been through on Teshuvah. It lost to cry about what we've lost as a result of the Khurban. But the vision we meant to have in our minds, which is meant to keep us going through the Goddess, is one of our Kaddish Baruch's affection. And if that's what we're crying about, what we've lost, then we don't feel that affection. We don't feel that connection. And within the tears of Tishabav is also the closeness. Is also the yearning to reconnect. We finish Hashem bring us back. Make our days as those of old. Not the days preceding the Khurban, which were days of anger. Which are days of Klai Yisrael's waywardness. Like the days of old, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu's connection to Klai Yisrael was obvious. When the Kruvim were holding each other. And if you can feel that feeling on Tisha B'av, you can feel a real Tzai. And at the same time, you can feel a real closeness. And that should be the feeling which is both the mourning of what we've lost but the yearning for the future. Because that's what's going to bring to the closeness being restored.